Hey, it's Aaron. And I'm Sarah. And this is 31 Nights of Scary Shit. Oh, hello, friends. Hello. We're back again. Yes. We told you we weren't going to fail you in October, and we haven't. No, we so haven't. So, booyah. Yeah. I'm failing in other areas of my life. Yeah. But not when it comes to the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I got to finish doing my Halloween costume for uh, school. I, um, I've i got to get mine this weekend. I think I actually may head there later today. Yay, to awesome. To so uh, costume. what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about today, Erin? Well, I think that we really needed a scary stories episode. Yes, yes. we had shithead stories. Now we're going to have scary stories. Yes. I, I love stories. I love stories too. So I like I, I like anything being read to me. You know, you said this in, in one of the episodes, which is really funny. I do. I like to be read to. Yeah, you said this. Actually, you said this in our first scary stories episode because I went back and re-listened. <laughs> I did. That's so funny. I, and and I was like, it's funny because in the last episode I read to you. Yeah. And now you're gonna read to yeah, me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I was like. I want to be the one reading. And you were like, yes, of course you want to be the one reading, you know, because <laughs> yeah. So anyways, yeah. Um, I just selected four that I just kind of like the, like the pictures of. So, yes. and I didn't do a whole lot of research into the background of these. I just pick ones that I personally we're like. We're just going to go with fun stories to listen to that might yeah. creep you out. Yeah. And I'm going to try not to interject while she reads the story. So it's extra creepy. You can say whatever you want after I read. Yes, absolutely. But if you, if you haven't listened to any of our other scary stories episodes, you should go back and listen to some of them because those you might get some more background information on those particular stories, but they're but anyway, it explains what the scary stories books are. Yes. Not so much that I want you to go back to those particular episodes, but yeah. it explains what the books are. Well, they're in my brain. It was episode seven last year, episode twenty one, and episode twenty eight. That's so weird. Well, I, I had to go back because I wanted to make sure I wasn't repeating any. Uh, but we literally had the conversation and you were like, I love when someone reads to me. And I'm like, no, I want to be the reader. I don't like people reading to me. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> All right. So, we're going to jump in. The first one is called The Big Toe. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, no. I was reading this recently aloud to some children. And... Of the group of children, no one had heard of scary stories, which I find very sad. That is really sad. Well, but there was one child, and he goes, and I didn't tell them what it was from at first. And he says, that sounds like it's from scary stories to tell in the dark. And I said, do you have that book? And he says, yeah. And I, and I said, well, this is called The Big Toe. And he goes, oh, that has a very bad ending. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> None of these have good endings, I would yeah. say. Yeah. So this is called. The Big Toe. A boy was digging at the edge of the garden when he saw a big toe. <clears throat> he tried to pick it up, but it was stuck to something. So he gave it a good hard jerk, and it came off in his hand. Then he heard something groan and scamper away. The boy took the toe into the kitchen and showed it to his mother. It looks nice and plump, she said. I'll put it in the soup and we'll have it for supper. That night, his father carved the toe into three pieces. And they each had a piece. And then they did the dishes, and when it got dark, they went to bed. The boy fell asleep almost at once. 
But in the middle of the night, a sound awakened him. It was something out in the street. It was a voice, and it was calling to him. Where is my toe? It groaned. When the boy heard that, he got very scared. But he thought, it doesn't know where I am. It never will find me. Then he heard the voice once more. Only now it was closer. Where is my toe? It groaned. The boy pulled the blankets over his head and closed his eyes. I'll go to sleep, he thought. When I wake up, it will be gone. But soon he heard the back door open, and again he heard the voice. Where is my toe? It groaned. Then the boy heard footsteps move through the kitchen, into the dining room, into the living room, into the front hall. Then slowly they climbed the stairs. Closer and closer they came. Soon they were in the upstairs hall. Now they were outside his door. Where is my toe? The voice groaned. His door opened. Shaking with fear, he listened as the footsteps slowly moved through the dark toward his bed. Then they stopped. Where is my toe? The voice groaned. You've got it. The big toe also has another ending. <laughs> when the boy hears the voice calling for its toe, he finds a strange-looking creature up inside the chimney. The boy is so frightened he can't move. He just stands there and stares at it. Finally, he asks, What what you got such big eyes for? And the creature answers, To look you through and through. What you got such big claws for? To scratch up your grave. What you got such a big mouth for? To swallow you whole. What you got such sharp teeth for? To chomp your bones. And that was the big toe. I know that one's like particularly terrifying. Like no one under age like 11 should hear that one. You know, that one's gross. And then it's in the chimney. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, well, I think when you start off with, he found a toe in the garden. <laughs> I, I think the toe in the garden and then the casualty with which the parents just serve it up for dinner. Yeah. I don't that know. I'm like, okay. I'm not sure what the, I'm not sure what bit of legendary research that that's tied to, but yeah, that's, that's pretty awful. Yeah, it is. It's pretty, pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, and then what is the picture that goes along with it? The picture, I've seen two different ones. Um, It's a toe sticking up out of the ground and a little boy with a, a gar- with a hoe just kind of looking at it the toe looks pretty big in proportion compared to like yeah, his child yeah it looks like it's the size of his hand yeah yeah it does yeah so i don't know i don't know why there's this story specifically about a toe that has become detached from a person who would come looking for it but Terrifying. Terrifying, man. Toes, man. Yeah. Just, what's up with toes? Yeah. All right. What's the next story? The next one is Me Tai Do T Walker. <laughs> oh, that's got a lot of syllables. Yes, it does. What is this? What is this one? I've never heard of this one. Oh, really? You haven't? I don't think so. I love that picture. Me 
Why don't I remember this one? Yeah, that's a creepy picture. Describe that one for us. So it appears, I'm not sure. Is that is that the ground? I don't know if it's the ground or a desk or a table of some sort. It appears to be a head that's kind of suspended with no body. And his eyes are like rolling back in his head and he's got like a beard. Yeah. And it there's it, no body. There's no body. So essentially it's like either a head that's floating or... And that looks like cracks, doesn't yeah. it? Like, like like cracks in the ground. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Creepy to say the least. So me, Ty, Doty Walker. Never read this one, so my my reading it. I've never read it aloud, so let's hope that I'm not choppy when I'm yes. reading. There was a haunted house where every night a bloody head fell down the chimney. It's casual, <laughs> casual, super casual. At least that's what people said. So nobody would stay there overnight. Hmm. Well, then a rich man offered $200 to whoever would do it. And this boy said he would try it if he could have his dog with him. So it was all settled. The very next night, the boy went to the house with his dog. To make it more cheerful, he started a fire in the fireplace. Then he sat in front of the fire and waited. And his dog waited with him. For a while, nothing happened. But a little after midnight, he heard someone singing softly and sadly off in the woods. No. Nope, nope. I would nope the fuck right out of there. The singing sounded something like this. Me, Ty, Do, T, Walker. It's just somebody singing, the boy told himself, but he was frightened. Then his dog answered the song. What? Softly and sadly, it sang, Lynchy, Kinchy, Kali, Molly, Dingo, Dingo. Okay. Real casual. The boy could not believe his ears. His dog had never uttered a word before. Then a few minutes later, he heard the singing again. Now it was closer and louder, but the words were the same. Me, Ty, Do, T, Walker. This time, the boy tried to stop his dog from answering. He was afraid that whoever was singing would hear it and come after them. But his dog paid no attention, and again it sang, Lynchy, Kinchy, Kali, Molly, Dingo, Dingo. A half hour later, the boy heard the singing again. Now it was in the backyard, and the song was the same. Me, Ty, Do, T, Walker. Again, the boy tried to keep his dog quiet, but the dog sang out louder than ever. Lynchy, kinchy, collie, molly, dingo, dingo. Soon the boy heard the singing again. Now it was coming down the chimney. No. Me, Ty, Do, T, Walker. The dog sang right back. Lynchy, kinchy, collie, molly, dingo, dingo. Suddenly, a bloody head fell out of the chimney. It missed the fire and landed right next to the dog. The dog took one look and fell over, dead from fright. The head turned and stared at the boy. Slowly, it opened its mouth and... Ah! Do you like how I did that for dramatic effect? <laughs> Very dramatic. Yes. Wow. I don't know why it's me, Ty Doty Walker. I don't know the origin of that i don't know either but that's got to be some sort of origin story in some capacity oh remember it has all the explanations in the back it that does. we could look at but that takes all the fun of that out of it well maybe at the end we'll look it up maybe okay. maybe but it's still i don't like the dog responding it's no. a call and response that i don't want the dog to be able to respond to yeah like he's not concerned about the singing he's more just concerned about the the head hearing the singing yes Creepy. Correct. All right. Well, let's go on to my next choice. Oh, this is called the Wendigo. (gasps) 
Do you like that one? Oh, Wendigos are like, uh, Wendigo, isn't that like Native American, like American Indian? Like shapeshifters, maybe? Or am I mixing up things? You might be right, but I'm not entirely sure. That the does... Wendigo. I think I liked this story when I was a kid. Am I saying it right? The Wendigo? Is that right? The Wendigo? Or is it Wendigo? I think it's either one. This is the Wendigo. A wealthy man wanted to go hunting in a part of northern Canada where few people had ever hunted. He traveled to a trading post and tried to find a guide to take him, but no one would do it. It was too dangerous, they said. Finally, he found an Indian who needed money badly, and he agreed to take him. Hey, it says Indian here. Yeah, we're reading this. It's not, we're not applying any yeah. meaning to this. This is di- just a direct reading. Yeah. The Indian's name was Defago? Defago seems right yeah. to me. They made camp in the snow near a large frozen lake. For three days they hunted, but they had nothing to show for it. The third night, a windstorm came up. They lay in their tent listening to the wind howling and the trees whipping back and forth. To see the storm better, the hunter opened the tent flap. What he saw startled him. There wasn't a breath of air stirring, and the trees were standing perfectly still. Yet he could hear the wind howling, and the more he listened, the more it sounded as if it were calling DeFago's name. DeFago, it called. DeFago. I must be losing my mind, the hunter thought. But DeFago had gotten out of his sleeping bag. He was huddled in a corner of the tent, his head buried in his arms. What's this all about? The hunter asked. It's nothing, DeFago said. But the wind continued to call him, and DeFago became more tense and more restless. DeFago, it called. DeFago. Suddenly, he jumped to his feet, and he began to run from the tent. But the hunter grabbed him and wrestled him to the ground. You can't leave me out here, the hunter shouted. Then the wind called again, and DeFago broke loose and ran into the darkness. The hunter could hear him screaming as he went. Again and again he cried, Oh, my fiery feet, my burning feet of fire! Then his voice faded away, and the wind died down. At daybreak, the hunter followed DeFago's tracks in the snow. They went through the woods, down toward the lake, then out onto the ice. But soon he noticed something strange. The steps DeFago had taken got longer and longer. They were so long, no human being could have taken them. It was as if something had helped him to hurry away. The hunter followed the tracks out to the middle of the lake. But there they disappeared. At first he thought that DeFago had fallen through the ice, but there wasn't any hole. Then he thought that something had pulled him off the ice into the sky. But that made no sense. As he stood wondering what had happened, the wind picked up again. Soon it was howling as it had the night before. Then he heard DeFago's voice. It was coming from up above. And again he heard DeFago screaming, My fiery feet! My burning feet! But there was nothing to be seen. Now the hunter wanted to leave that place as fast as he could. He went back to camp and packed. Then he left some food for DeFago and he started out. Weeks later, he reached civilization. The following year he went back to hunt in that area again. He went to the same trading post to look for a guide. The people there could not explain what had happened to DeFago that night, but they had not seen him since then. Maybe it was the Wendigo, one of them said, and he laughed. It's supposed to come with the wind. It drags you along at great speed until your feet are burned away, and more of you than that. Then it carries you into the sky, and it drops you. It's just a crazy story, but that's what some of the Indians say. A few days later, the hunter was at the trading post again. An Indian came in and sat by the fire. 
He had a blanket wrapped around him, and he wore his hat so that you couldn't see his face. The hunter thought there was something familiar about him. He walked over and he asked, Are you Tefago? The Indian didn't answer. Do you know anything about him? No answer. He began to wonder if something was wrong, if the man needed help, but he couldn't see his face. Are you all right, he asked. No answer. To get a look at him, he lifted the Indian's hat. Then he screamed, because there was nothing under the hat but a pile of ashes. What? That very quickly, that that ended not where I thought it was going to end. <laughs> that is like a Native American yeah. story that I heard, I've read about before. I think it was in Supernatural, too. And I think those are the su- the suspected things in Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, yeah. And yep. I think also, you know what story that sounds like? Diet Love Pass. Kind of. A little bit, right? Kind of. With the running out into the snow? Yeah. Wild. That was spooky. I didn't like that one. I have one more. And those that picture was essentially just DeFago's Foot. tracks in yep. the snow, which is actually kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last one is, where is it now? It's called High Beams. <laughs> That's funny. Where the heck is it? It's, it, you, you'll recognize this because this story is told and told in many different ways. Where is it? High Beams. Here it is. Hold, please, while we flip to the appropriate page. So this is one of those... Oh, it's a car one? Kind of urban legendy things that you... that Yeah, it's called high beams. This is a picture of a girl driving by herself, and she's looking in her rearview mirror, and she sees high beams following her. So it's that dreaded night of terror when you find yourself... Driving down a dark road and realize someone's following you and you realize there's no neighbors. There's nowhere to stop. I'm probably going to die. Has that ever happened to you before? Yes. Yes, it's happened to me too and it is terrifying. I think it's happened to everybody. Yeah. Oh, terrifying. And I think a lot of times it's just people fucking with people. But oh, still, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's mean. Yeah. So this is called High Beams and this is one of, I think, any woman's worst nightmares. The girl driving the old blue sedan was a senior at the high school. She lived on a farm about eight miles away and used the car to drive back and forth. She had driven into town that night to see a basketball game. Now she was on her way home. As she pulled away from the school, she noticed a red pickup truck following her out of the parking lot. A few minutes later, the truck was still behind her. I guess we're going in the same direction, she thought. She began to watch the truck in her mirror. When she changed her speed, the driver of the truck changed his speed. When she passed a car, so did he. Then he turned on his high beams, flooding her car with light. He left them on for almost a minute. He probably wants to pass me, she thought, but she was becoming uneasy. Usually she drove home over a back road. Not too many people went that way, but when she turned onto that road, so did the truck. Mm-mm-mm. I've got to get away from him, she thought, and she began to drive faster. Then he turned his high beams on again. After a minute, he turned them off. Then he turned them on again and off again. She drove even faster, but the truck driver stayed right behind her. Then he turned his high beams on again. Once more, her car was ablaze with light. What is he doing, she wondered. What does he want? Then he turned them off again, but a minute later he had them on again, and he left them on. 
At last, she pulled into her driveway, and the truck pulled in right behind her. Oh, my God. She jumped from the car and ran to the house. Call the police, she screamed at her father. Out in the driveway, she could see the driver of the truck. He had a gun in his hand. When the police arrived, they started to arrest him, but he pointed to the girl's car. You don't want me, he said. You want him. Crouched behind the driver's seat, there was a man with a knife. As the driver of the truck explained it, the man slipped into the girl's car just before she left the school. He saw it happen, but there was no way he could stop it. He thought about getting the police, but he was afraid to leave her. So he followed the car. And each time the man in the back seat reached up to overpower her, the driver of the truck turned on his high beams. Then the man dropped down, afraid that someone might see him. Oh my god, so like three quarters of the way through that story, I recognized what it was and started to freak out and couldn't say anything. That is terrifying. Literally, that story terrifies me to this day. And there's so many versions of that too. But like, I check my car every single time I, I get into it because of things like every that. Every morning, I look in my back seat. I purposefully have decided now to put things into my back seat so I have to check it. So when I unlock it, I, uh... So I know I've told this story to Aaron, but now I feel compelled to tell it on the podcast. When I was in high school, approximately 15 or 16, I went to go see a midnight showing of a Harry Potter movie at the Columbia Mall AMC movie theater. Mm -hmm. I parked behind the movie theater at what I believe was the Nordstrom parking lot at the time. Because it was just easier to get mm -hmm. in and out. Like, if you've ever been to that mall, you know mm -hmm. that that part of the mall is just some fucking bullshit. Yeah, I don't like it at So, all. well, we came out and it was like one or two in the morning or whatever. And I was with my friend Bryn. And we walked to the car. And I go to open my door. And um, Bryn was getting in on the passenger side. And she goes, uh, Sarah? And as I opened the door, I realized there's somebody passed out in my driver's seat. Yeah. Of my car. I'm in high school, right? A grown man is passed out in my driver's seat. He has no shoes on, no socks on. Oh my God. In my car, passed out drunk. Me, being a child, and let's just be honest, probably not the brightest person in the world, but very confident, started hitting him, <laughs> dragged him out of my car. I would too. literally dragged him out of my car all the while Bryn's like we should call the police like he could hurt us and I was like no he's getting the fuck out of my car I think I would have done the same thing I started smacking the shit out of him smacking him in the face hitting him dragged him out of my car literally we both jumped in the car I slammed the doors locked the doors now he was a drunk guy but I don't know how he got into my car yeah and I sped off I don't blame you I never reported it. I was oh. in high school. I didn't know. Yeah. And I was running on adrenaline the whole time. Yeah. Like a week later, I found his socks in the back of my car. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was just, that's a little bit of comic relief in that story. But yeah, no, disgusting. Disgusting. I then proceeded for like the big, like all through college to do very unsafe things related to my car. That was like the beginning of it, dragging that man out of my car and then finding his stank ass socks, which they were also obnoxiously small, Ew. which I thought was also kind of weird, but like, whatever. Yeah. That's my scary car story. I have lots of scary car stories, but I think we all do. Yeah. A little oh. anecdote at the end there, friend, but, um, Please support our podcast. It's linked in the show notes. Like, we'd like to be able to bring you some more spooky things with, like, better um, audio equipment. Follow us on all the social medias linked in our in our show notes as well. Send us emails at 31 Nights of Scary Shit, especially if you want more shithead stories. And just make sure to uh, 
Stay spooky. Bye.